You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. Hello. What's up? We are here. We're back. We Things are here. You Don't Hear in Church podcast, talking to you guys about the great years of the Christian faith that probably get ignored elsewhere. And want to bring some biblical answers, some biblical worldview to, oh, we have to fix that. <laughs> you see that recording right there? No, no. It. It's all right. You can just go over it. It's not a big deal. Does it go over it? Yeah. It'll be fine. You can delete it later. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Technical issues, everybody. Anyways, today <laughs> we are talking about um, the role of politics in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, and as for how this like pertains to things you don't hear in church usually... Um, I think we might have a little bit different of a take than like a lot of churches might have on it. Um, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. You know, pastors, depending on the pastor, will talk about politics from the pulpit. Sometimes they won't. Um, sometimes they will heavily talk about it and tell you who you should vote for. We want to talk about um, all that kind of stuff. Maybe if there's like a political party that's more like um, Mobeta for Christians. Communist. <laughs> Um, what what Christ said about it, what the Bible says about it, all those kind of things, our thoughts about it. So, mm-hmm. how you want to start off, Budo? Um, well, first we can probably ask, or maybe not ask a question, but even talk about our opinions around the subject. I really like this topic, so mm. I always always have thoughts regarding it. Um, but yeah, I, w- I want to go in a direction that would talk about also, like, when it comes to our worldview, are we being shaped more by a political yeah. alignment that we have, or is it the kingdom of god that's shaping our mindset yeah the first question i actually have written down for us is um that i just thought of and saw was uh can we have a political view outside the considerations of our christian faith right right so can you have like a political idea or a political view um that isn't uh, like that doesn't align either doesn't align with the bible or is outside of what the bible says right i would say um, I guess outside of your worldview as a Christian. Right. As a Christian, it is, my, well, as Ethan Peterson, it is my opinion that Christians should have their political view shaped by the Bible. And mm-hmm. by the Bible, I mean serious study of the Bible and what the message of the Bible is communicating, mm-hmm. not what your worldview says and the verses that might back it up taken by themselves. Yeah. You know, we want to study the Bible and let the Bible shape our minds. And as we let the Bible shape our minds, we can see where certain areas of different political parties we mm-hmm. agree with or we disagree with. Yeah. Right? Like, it is my opinion that no Christian should be in favor of abortion because mm-hmm. life is, excuse me, life is a gift from God. Yeah. And we don't have, and no one has any right to say whether or not what another person lives or dies as yeah. a, outside the realm of, like, government and punishing the evil. Mm-hmm. And biblically, life starts at conception, right? Like, we mm-hmm. see that several different times in the Bible. So that's where, like, one of the strongest Christian arguments, at least biblically, is for, um, like, being anti-abortion, right? Right. So you can, like, get your political leaning from that. So, yeah, I would agree that if you're a Christian, that your Christian worldview um, and what the Bible says and your, um, like, adamant study of it should shape what you believe politically. Um, now, I think there are things outside of, like, what the Bible says um, that are hard to gauge, right? Like, I would say the most... Um, or one of the most argued about things between Christians, um, whether like it's in the Bible or not in the Bible, is like economics, right? Because mm-hmm. it's hard to gauge like 
economics off of like Bible times because they lived in a much different culture than we did. We live in an extremely different society yeah. than they have. And we've seen a lot of like extremely, extremely different societies um, evolve and emerge and collapse since the time of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Like massively. Like even if you just talk about the amount of people that are involved in today's society versus the amount of people that are involved then, it's ridiculously different. Yeah. Right? And some people would try to take certain parts of scripture and say that Jesus is promoting like a more socialistic um, community or mindset mm-hmm. uh, politically because he says something like he who has uh, one tun- two tunic is supposed to share with one who has not. Mm-hmm. You look at the early church and it says those who had gave to those who did not and no one was in want. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people take those scriptures and say, see, socialism is good. We should be promoting it. Yeah. Now where I would I would disagree, I would say everyone has individual rights and no no organization is allowed to infringe on individual rights, you know? And so in my opinion, it's like that idea of those who had gave to those who had not and that no one was in need has to come from not compulsion, but a voluntary thing. You know, Mm -hmm. so I'm not against like more socialized systems, but when a government is like, hey, we're forcing you to do this, that's where I'm like, ooh, Mm -hmm. that's a little bit sticky and it's probably also part of my American upbringing that that would uh shape that so maybe there's something mm-hmm. i could iron out there at the, but, at the same time you have a lot of people who are conservative that take the opposite stance and like plug like their economics at the same time from taking verses from proverbs and stuff like that and yeah. try to make a whole worldview out of it so i think that the point is right that we can't like just it's it's hard to know yeah like what our economic system should be just based off of what the bible says yeah right and if it's gonna be a and that's another thing it's like we have to understand that society is by it should not like ideally society would all follow God mm-hmm. and we'd abide by the Bible. Realistically, that doesn't happen, and you can't force people to follow God, and so you can't have a theocracy where you're like, as the government, we're like, okay, we're gonna live by the Bible and everyone has to do this because mm-hmm. it's not. I just don't. A lot of people are gonna resist. It's not gonna necessarily. You work. can't have a free society. Yeah, you wouldn't have you a free society, and I think right. you need to protect individual freedoms. I believe God. And like has given humanity certain freedoms and so because god has given humanity certain freedoms mm-hmm. no humans allowed to infringe on those freedoms uh per se um and so even a theocracy that would be following the the bible would still be infringing on freedoms because it'd be forcing them to like exist in a way that they don't want to yeah um but yeah for economics yeah that that would be sticky or tricky right um i don't know like we, i don't yeah what do you think like what do you have any more thoughts? I on just that? think there, there, for the question that we first posed, right? Of um, can you have a political view that's outside of the consideration of the Christian faith? Um, I would say it's it's a both yes and no kind of right because you would say no, you can't have a view that's outside of the Christian faith if um, if that policy or whatever that political view is goes against what the Bible says, right? Because mm-hmm. um, our worldview should be heavily shaped by what the Bible says. And I think there's some people who would go the other end of that and say like, well, the Bible doesn't talk about, doesn't talk about economics, right? So I'm going to form this political view on this thing. And maybe that's okay. Cause the Bible doesn't talk about it. I think there's a lot of those things that people just haven't studied the Bible enough. So they don't know what the mm. Bible says about it for most yeah. things. And there's principles in the Bible that can shape your understanding about economics. Yeah. Right. Like, now, there's not a teaching in the Bible of like, here's the best governmental economic system. Yeah. But there is teaching about... For our time, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And there... Yeah. The Hebrews had it, or the Israelites had it. Mm-hmm. But there is teaching about, like, how to be a good 
godly person, right? And that can shape how you, right? How, how you make how your you... political decisions outside of the Bible, saying exactly do this or exactly right. do that, right? Um, I think when it comes to pol- like to economics, there are decisions you could make going either to capitalist or like more socialist societies that could both be biblical or you can make a biblical case for both of them and it's okay to believe both of those things and to, and have healthy debate mm-hmm. and like bring up statistics and stuff like that about which is better and stuff. Yeah. And I believe that would be okay, right? That's like the, the point of conversation in politics. Yeah. Um, but I think there are many things that are usually viewed in that vein of the Bible doesn't speak on them that actually is just people being misinformed on right. what, what they should actually believe. So I think to answer the question, it's both a yes and no. You can have things that you believe that are outside of like the Bible's specifications, but you cannot believe something that's contrary to the Bible's specifications of how to live your life and like the kind of person you need to be. Right. right? And being other-centered and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of this, what this goes down to is... Like we talked about earlier a bit about like the worldview, like what is shaping your worldview? Mm-hmm. You know, because as a Christian, like now I'm speaking directly to Christians, so if you're a non-Christian, feel free to join in because if you become a Christian, this would be important for you to know. Mo better for you. Mo better. Mo better. <laughs> as a Christian, you are like under a king, mm-hmm. right? Like you're under God, who's your king, before you're under right now President Biden, who's our president. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything you do has to be like, okay, I have to honor my king before my president. Mm -hmm. And when the thing about a kingdom is when the king says something, it happens. What he Mm -hmm. says goes. And it's not about like if God was to direct someone to, you know, say, move across the country and start an orphanage somewhere or quit their job and go do something else. The Christian's not allowed to say you know what, God, I just really, really don't feel like that's something that I want to do. It's kind of infringing on my rights a bit. I don't I don't want to do that. God, can we reconsider? Mm-hmm. The thing as a Christian is you follow God. You don't have, as a Christian, you don't have rights when it comes to what you're, you're when you're before God. Mm-hmm. A big thing that we don't talk about in Christianity that I wish we would is that you give up your rights as a Christian. Yeah. You know, you've given up your ability to be a, a sovereign individual, make your own decisions because you've submitted yourself to a king mm-hmm. who has decisions made for you yeah but the thing that we can take comfort in is that he is a good king and he's a loving Mm -hmm. king and he's going to consider us in his decision making and he has our best our best life in mind and when i say that i don't want you to think success health and wealth i want you to think righteousness and purity Mm -hmm. and obedience to god yeah right so god has our best interest in mind for the purposes of him reaching people and so when we come to him and he tells us what to do we can obey lovingly and cheerfully because we know he's going to take care of us but he's a king and there's no voting right Mm. and so when you think about your life like that's okay i'm under a king the king has certain ways i'm supposed to live out my life then that's where your worldview is shaped Mm. where it's not like i'm a republican and here's the scriptures to back this or i'm a democrat and here's the scriptures to back this it's i'm a christian and i'm submissive to to the king of the universe and i'm going to use the bible to shape my life Mm -hmm. and wherever I fall in the humanistic mindset of politics is secondary. Yeah, absolutely. I think a good thing to remember is that, um, like going along with what you said, is that Christ is king, um, but he's also the government, right? Um, that like he is the legislative, executive, and judicial branches. You know, mm-hmm. he carries out all of those things. You know, he is the standard of what is right and wrong, right? And he both enforces and um, judges all those things, right? That's that's all three of those branches that we hold in our government, right? Yeah. Um, so he, he does all of those things within himself. So the government is not our God, um, but God is our God. But at the same time, 
like saying that sentence of that God is our God, the Bible also commands us over and over to be submitted to the government. That's, yeah, that's Romans us, thirteen, right? right? Yeah, there's a few different places. Yeah, um, but it says like, yeah, like there is no authority except by God, mm-hmm. and that could mean like God has given humanity the right to create authority constructs. But all it is, but the Bible also says that like governments were created by God and they're agents mm-hmm. of wrath is what Romans says to carry out His mm-hmm. will, and so then it's like, well, then you can get conversations like, well, is every political regime and used by God, and then you get into more like hmm. the sovereignty of God, stuff like that. Yeah, Romans thirteen says, uh, "Let every person be subject to the governing authorities." Right. Yeah. And First Peter two thirteen fifteen says, um, "Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it it be um, to the emperor as um, as supreme, or to the governors um, as sent by him to punish those who do evil." And to praise those who do good, um, for this is the will of God, that um, by doing good, and yeah, it cuts off there. Yeah, like, um, yeah. I thought it was really interesting that it says this is the will of God. Mm-hmm. The will of God is that mm-hmm. Christians would lovingly submit to authority co- structures and and serve them honorably. Mm-hmm. And what was going on in these times was Christians were being persecuted and killed. Yeah. So, we at least in the West in America in 2021 as Christians have no reason to ever dishonor an authority, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean like even gossiping or slandering, uh, um, anyone in the political, uh, authoritative position is wrong before God, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you can disagree with them and you can stand up for what you disagree with and say, Hey, I think the fact that this, they're, they're killing babies is wrong. Yes. But as soon as you say they're like, I don't know. As soon as it can turn into gossip or, or malice or um, just n- like a noisy gong, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we still have to honor them mm-hmm. even though they're doing wrong because they're our authority. Yeah. And we don't validate what they're doing and we don't affirm it and we do speak against it, but we don't dishonor them or gossip about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people making fun of Joe Biden not being able to remember anything. Mm-hmm. Like that's or how he stutters and got like that's like actually messed up and I like legitimately feel bad for him yeah because I'm like man this uh, take everything away like his political leanings everything he's just an old man who probably has serious medical issues and it's like mm-hmm. you're making fun of an old man that's not that's not funny yeah absolutely um I would say another thing that's interesting to think about is that um, Christ never tried to reform um never tried to reform the world's like morals right like the things that they did things that they believed. Um, using like a governmental system, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. He always did it interpersonally, um, which I don't think means we have to always do it that way. But like, I think we should be a part of government, right? Um, we can talk about that in a second. Like, what's the Christian's role in politics, and we should we pursue that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like it's interesting. The main way he came to set like the Jews free, right, was not like from Rome or from like an oppression, right, but from mm-hmm. their sin. Um, but he didn't go about setting that, setting them free from that sin using like a governmental system, but dying for our sins, right? And even ministering interpersonally to different people and showing the forgiveness that Christ has, yeah. right? And the relationship that um, that having a relationship with God brings. Yeah. Um, it, oh God. Oh God. I was say in one sense he did be a little bit political because mm-hmm. Caesar was oh, king. all the time, yeah. yeah. And Jesus says, "I am king," or the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heavens at hand. Repent. And so him walking around saying, "I'm king." was a big, like, mm-hmm. smear in the face of Caesar. Yeah. You know, who's, like, Absolutely. the king of Rome. And Jesus says, actually, I'm the king. 
and he's not lying. Mm-hmm. And and he, we're told as Christians to proclaim the kingdom of God as at hand. Mm-hmm. But like, he wasn't like I'm king, and now I'm going to set up my political. That's what everyone thought. Everyone thought all the Jews thought that he was going to be a militant political takeover king who's mm-hmm. going to like take down Rome and institute Israel as the reigning power. And what he says, what Jesus says is. My kingdom is a spiritual kingdom, and if my yeah. servants were here, they would fight for me, but it's a spiritual kingdom, and it's not physical, so mm-hmm. they're not going to physically fight. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a spiritual war going on all the time, I would say, between the powers of evil and the powers of of goodness, and obviously God wins. Mm-hmm. He's sovereign. But, like, it, God's kingdom it looks differently than what people think, yeah. and, and it's about us ordering our lives around the commands of God and living that out, and that's how cultures get changed, is by Christians just living peaceably and being Christians and living unashamed for God. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a, you don't have to do a civil war. Yeah, absolutely. And I think no matter what, like if the government fails um, or if um, say there aren't enough Christians in government and like our government is going away from um, the Christian biblical worldview and stuff like that, no matter what Christianity will survive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like whether we get elected or we don't get elected, uh, whether our values and morals are like brought into the view of our society or not, or valued by our society even, or not. Like, the Christianity that we hold to, like, following Christ, will always survive. You know, it was, yeah. it was birthed under, like, militant rule, and it's going to survive more militant rule in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it survives today under a lot of militant rule in lots of different countries. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, and even thrives. So yeah. Christianity will, like, continue to live on, even powerfully, and that like, God will continue to have his will done be done no matter what. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite parts about being a Christian, is, like, we can't be stopped you know, God's commands always supersede the government's commands. So if there ever comes a time where the American government says Christians are not allowed to evangelize, mm-hmm. that's the point where we say, okay, well, we have to disobey you now. Right. Or if they say, hey, you can't meet together, that's when we disobey. And I, what I don't mean is them closing churches because of COVID. Okay, right. that's not that's not oppression in my mind. Right. That actually is an opportunity for the church to really morph and change and flourish, you know, because mm-hmm. like the American church model of everyone in a building together on a Sunday morning is not how the church started. And it's not right. how the church is in most of the world. Right. You know? Almost everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, oh, you can't meet in this building because of health concerns. That's not persecution. Persecution would be like, you can't have your friends over and read the Bible together and right. you will go to jail for it. Right. That would be persecution. Mm-hmm. Persecu- and now the fact that they might throw a pastor in jail for violating that command like they did in, in Canada, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit far. There's something to be said there oh, yeah. about like, okay, government, calm down there. But closing a, your, a building is not persecution. It's like the, what could for, happen. For those reasons. Yeah, for right. those reasons. Like what could happen is, hey, you're not allowed because of health concerns you're not allowed to meet in this big building anymore. And that is not just like Christians. That was probably mosques and like, mm-hmm. and, and where Jewish people, like synagogues, that they have those still. I think they have those still. Mm-hmm. And like concerts don't go on anymore, you know? And so it's not just like only Christians, mm-hmm. but also in that it's an opportunity for Christians to say, okay, we can't meet in this building. Let's do house church. Hey, get, go find a couple families and hang out together and or two families together and like just study the scripture together that is an opportunity for christians to explode and go deeper than Mm. maybe they would on a sunday because where on a sunday you can it's easier to be passive Mm -hmm. and not partake in the service where if there's scripture reading in your living room that you're going to be part of the conversation Mm -hmm. and so i don't think at all that like we should say oh we're being we talked about this in another episode about being persecuted right or 
maybe if how the order of being released goes, you will hear it later. I yeah. don't know. But it's like you're you're gonna you're okay. Is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. So moving on to like our normal like topic, what do you think mm-hmm. the role of politics should play in like a Christian's life as it pertains to local politics, federal politics? Um, like how involved should we be? How much should we care? Um, all of that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts? How much should we care about politics? You're saying? Yeah, basically for a Christian, like if Christ is our Lord yeah. and if He is our government, right? And we're yeah. we're still supposed to be submitted to the government that we have, um, depending on how much say we have in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we do that in our normal like everyday life? How much do we try to in, like not infiltrate, but like influence? Yeah, yeah influence the government that yeah, we have. Bring, I think. Well, yeah, I especially think it, if Jesus mostly used interpersonal means to share the gospel, right? Right. I don't think it's bad for Christians to get into positions of uh, of influence politically. Like my mm-hmm. girlfriend's mom is in the government. I yeah, think she just got elected. Yeah, congrats, Paula. Um, <laughs> Let's go, Paula. But like, obviously, it's good, mm-hmm. but. I don't think I it agree, should, yeah. like we we shouldn't be like like we shouldn't act like the world's going to end if we're not there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we should be there because we can stand up for social issues yeah. like hey, we should care for the homeless. Mm-hmm. We like the Bible says pure religion in the sight of God is caring for the orphan and widows. Yeah. Like we should care for the oppressed. Mm-hmm. You know, we should stand up for the rights of the unborn babies. We should care for uh about immigration stuff and making that the best most smooth process. Mm-hmm. You know, we should care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. What we shouldn't do is slander any political leader who's in charge that we don't like yeah. or any of that stuff. And we should be involved. In, and as a Christian involved in politics, you have an opportunity to, one, create godly reform. You have a, People are watching you. You have a witness to promote godliness. And mm-hmm. like you can say, like, hey, based on my worldview, this is what I stand for. And if, they, if those people would live their life in such an honorable way to, like, love their enemies like God says... Mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, say, like, all the good things they can say about their uh, political, like, enemy, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, that would create massive, uh, like, cultural shift in how people, one, view Christians, mm-hmm. but two, like, receive what they have to say. Yeah. And so I think Christians should probably be in politics. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. If you were, we're called to promote, I'd say, like, we're, stand, we're called to stand up for injustice, against, or against, against, against injustice, yeah. for injustice. Stand Yay! for injustice. <laughs> Yay, injustice. No. We're, we're called to stand up against injustice, and you can do that in the realm of politics, and there's a lot yeah. of things that can happen through that, so we should be there, but if we don't get our way, we shouldn't freak out and think it's the end of the world. Right. We can just say, okay, hey, we tried this way, it didn't work out, mm-hmm. I'll just continue being a Christian, and I will still glorify God, and God will still move, because God is ultimately supreme. Yeah, absolutely. I would 100% agree. Mm-hmm. We need to be in, I think it's our duty and our our, uh, our obligation to be in politics and mm-hmm. to um, yeah, be changing the culture because we're responsible for the culture that's around us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether that's interpersonally or that's through the government, you know, either way that we can change it, we should, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I don't think like the, um, the Jews in the day, they obviously didn't have the same system we do where they had as much like rights and say in the government, right? Right. Maybe the, the religious leaders had more of a say in it you know what i mean yeah um because they had more power and they'd probably talk to the government a lot more and like keep the people at peace because they they used to be a theocracy right the sadducees were yeah were like the political leaders and religious leaders right so they weren't very good but like the average everyday person didn't have like the the voting rights that we did maybe at least not to like a certain extent right um but at the same time you could say how much voting rights do we have because of the people we have you know what i mean um there's definitely back and forth i'm just saying it's debatable but i think we do have a responsibility um, to 
like steward as much of the culture and as much of the like the laws and stuff as we possibly can. And we live mm-hmm. in a free society, so they're not going to go our way all the time. Yeah. Um, but as much as we can, we should try to have them go our way. We also don't, like you said, have to be worried when they don't go our way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're not – your ability to live a, a serious, godly Christian life is not determined by how much political permission you have. Yeah. If you have no political permission, you still have – a spiritual godly permission to do it. Yeah. And that will result in probably some persecution or in some cases your life mm-hmm. in certain countries. But it doesn't mean the permission is less. Mm-hmm. It just means the cost is higher. Right. And, and sometimes having a higher cost to live a godly life creates better Christians because they're more serious because it, it means something, mm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, sir. You're under a king and then everything else follows. Yep. Those are my closing and thoughts. And he's in control and he'll never not be in control. No matter what government is in control and how terrible it is or how good it is, God will always be the one in control. And it probably will always not line up with what the Bible says 100% mm-hmm. because it's run by humans and humans are, are valuable. Yeah. So just fallible, not we're, valuable. We're valuable. And I said fallible. Fallible. I said valuable at first. Oh, gotcha. We're fallible. We're fallible. Yeah. And so just being, so this is what you should do. Take away, take away from the episode. Run for president right now. <laughs> you should read the Bible, study it. Get a biblical worldview mm-hmm. and let the biblical worldview in your life and service to God then shape how you walk out everything else. Yeah. And don't be threatened by any political, maybe like, oh, you can't do that because then it's like, well, yes, I can. I serve yeah. God. Yeah. You know. As soon as what you tell me to do goes against the Bible, then the Bible starts to usurp whatever you say. Yeah. But right. bi- the Bible and God's word is authoritative mm-hmm. before any other thing. Yeah. That doesn't, But you still have to submit to authorities and right. honor them. Mm-hmm. Pray for your leaders. Mm-hmm. There's commanded over and over in scripture. Pray for your leaders. Right. All righty. Well, All we right. hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. Yeah. We love you. Listen to us every week. Tell your mom about <laughs> it. Tell your cousins about it. Um, check us out on TikTok and on Instagram and everywhere. We love to have conversations with you guys. If you ever have any topics you want to talk about, we love to hear about those too. We like doing this a lot. Mm. And we are, we know you guys like it. At least we get some good messages, so we think you like it, and we see how many people listen to it. So we don't think you guys are lying. So. Yeah, hopefully you're not lying. I don't know why. You'd, if you're all just haters and everybody's just still here listening to it, we have a consistent like audience listening. There's like average hates it the whole time. There's a Discord created about us, about gossip us. about us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the case. So yeah, me neither. Yeah, we love you guys. If you want to hear about hear about any topics or any cultural more culturally relevant topics let us know and we'd love to to hop on and help you guys out and listen to them and or uh and do them so we like you guys yeah thanks so much for listening and your support couldn't do without you adios amigos